Good morning, savvy listeners. I am glad that you are taking the time to invest in yourself today. Savvy, the business podcast, will show you how your daily habits can create your own platform. One thing that can make this happen, change your habits, change your success. Welcome to Savvy, the business podcast. Good morning, good morning, good morning. We are on live with a um, a different topic this morning. Um, as you know, Sandra, we like to shake it up a little bit, but at the same time bringing you necessary information and things that um, we should be thinking about, even though it may not be on our mind. So we are on with I Am Cornbread with Mr. Christopher Williams. I know you're looking like, what? Cornbread? Yes, I am Cornbread with Christopher Williams. He is a booking agent, and um, we're going to let you let him tell you a little bit about himself and the business. Good morning, Christopher. Good morning, Ms. Ambers. How are you doing this morning? I am wonderful. So tell us, how did you come up with the name, I am Cornbread? Cornbread began when I decided to honor my mother. My mother is an extraordinary Southern cook, and when we were kids growing up, me and my, my, my brother, when we were hungry, we never could eat or come to the table until the cornbread was finished. So I took that name and developed that into a booking agency by telling everyone that your event, your establishment, is it, it really isn't finished or complete unless you have a piece of cornbread. Thus and therefore, cornbread came came into existence. I like that. I like that. Um, so many people come up with, you know, unique names or because it's cute or it's different, but they really don't have any substance behind it. And you do. The way that you explain that and the relevance, it makes so much sense. So thank you for that. And that's an example of what you do when you come up being creative and coming up with your name. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Absolutely. So tell us about a booking agent. So many um, of us out there think of, when you think of a booking agent, you're thinking of, you know, uh, entertainer, singer, dancer, someone like that, that needs a booking agent. Tell us a little bit about being a booking agent what is it and why is it necessary? And not only is an agent for entertainers. Right. Um, a booking agency's job is to go out and to get gigs or performances for their talent. The importance of a booking agency is to take on all the responsibilities so that the person that is being employed by the agency doesn't have to. Um, we and my business partner, Teresa, we do the hands-on face-to-face or phone-to-phone or email-to-email contacts. The importance of a booking agent is to um, relieve the pressure from the artist, and we're not and automated. We've gone into an automated society to where the computer answers and everything, and we like to be hands-on, and we like to be in your face and answer your questions as quickly and as accurately as possible. Um, you need an agent 
simply because you need professionalism and you need someone to promptly promote your skills and talent and be interactive and intuitive and uh, interpersonal with, with those seeking the talent of our artists, which range from musical to public speakers to professional chefs, all of that. Okay. So um, why would you say someone as in say a professional chef or um, um, an author may need your services? And I mean, you are you stated that you know, yeah, we're in your face. We're trying to you know uh, get those contracts right. Pretty much make sure all of your stuff is together. So mm-hmm. why would someone like themselves say, "Let me seek out an agent"? Yeah, see, agencies work literally twenty four seven in their sleep, on their web, web website, on on the phone. So those are things that the artist doesn't have time for. And so we're always constantly seeking some employment uh, or a venue for an artist to to represent themselves as well as the company. And the artists don't have time for, for that because they have to be in rehearsals or practice or reinventing themselves. But we take that pressure off of them. So we like to do that that one simple aspect. And a lot of people, a lot of agencies do not like to interact with computer automation. So it's good to have a human voice, a, a cell phone number or a business number to call in regards to getting the details and those last-minute details as well. Okay. So as they're doing these details, it kind of ties in a little bit when I work with certain clients on managing um, because so many, you know, even though you may say, okay, I am a consultant or I'm a speaker, it's not about so many looking at it as if, oh, well, you're trying to come in and take over my business or uh, you're going to tell me what I want to do, but this is my thing. And what I try to explain and jump in at any time, and it may be, a little, you know, the same as yours a little bit, but it's not about taking over your business. You always have to have that outside eye, and you do not need a yes man in the corner. So many times we go in and we agree, and oh yeah, you're great, you're wonderful, and that's all good. We should support, but sometimes we gotta be that bad person. Like it's not time for that right now. Hold on, we're not gonna say forget it, but just put on the shelf for a little bit. Exactly. Um, what we do is take that pressure off that artists that we represent take that direct, direct contact because it may be that you need someone as a liaison to work on their behalf respectfully. You know, and again, I I go back to the fact that what brought this company into, part of what brought this company into existence is that I am my business partner, Teresa. We like to give that hands-on approach and experience to all those that we deal with. And it's, it's time out for trusting the computer to do all your work for you, especially when it comes to the booking agency industry. You need that social interaction, and you also need that defense to leave the um, the artists that you represent alone so they can go ahead and do what they have to do. So what we do is like be where the preparation, the open door, the, the, the vocal of the artists that we represent. Okay. So how often does it happen, say, 
someone approach you and they say, okay, I need an agent. They may have the, the money and everything, but they're not truly ready for that step yet because they jump so many different steps to just say, okay, I'm going to go here, hire you, you go find me, you know, all of this business. How often does that happen? And what do you do to say, let's back up for a minute and work on XYZ? Cornbread Booking Agency dealing the reality of things. Um, we see talent all, all, all the time, and we ask, we approach with an ask of questions. Booking agencies can be mistrusted because sometimes um, their their past experience may have been that the booking agency did not treat them with respect, took their money, did all of that. I and my business partner Teresa, we don't do the game plan. We don't. We introduce our company. We say what we're about, what we, we do, how we how we stay in our own lane. Our lane is just to book, and we don't try to get too interpersonal with our, our clients because we have to re- respect who they are and where they came from. So I would always approach, we would always approach uh, in a sense of asking questions, maybe taking someone out to dinner or maybe doing a nice phone conversation or email conversation just to relax them, get just to introduce ourselves and what we do slowly. And now the ultimate goal is for them to see if we are a good fit for them, as well as we need to see if we are a good fit. Okay. And when it comes to being a good fit, um, I want you, I want to hire you, I don't want to look for nobody else. Um, I'm not getting any responses. So here, here's your money. I need you to do this for me. Well, first of all, Cornbread Booking Agency is not a paid agency. We work strictly off of commission. If you come across an agency that says that you need to have money up front, that's not a good agency because booking agents cannot promise a booking. We can go in search of uh, introducing a booking, but we do not, we cannot guarantee anything. That's the difference between us and all the other uh, booking agencies. Some require a payment up front. If they do, that means they're guaranteeing you that they can get you 50 gigs every month. So it's really a commission basis, and we try our best to get all our client clients booked. Thank you so much for clarifying that. Is that not a is, is a lot of things, and I, and I may get some pushback on this, but, you know, even when we have, you know, coaches that's kind of doing the same thing, it's almost like that fine line of their profit, kind of doing the same thing that you're doing, and it's, you know, flat rate every month, you're going to pay me, and some will tell you up front, I can't guarantee, but this is what you're going to pay me, Um and I think that is the way to go because nothing is ever guaranteed. That's just the reality of business. And to have money up front for, and you're paying for something and you don't know what you're going to get because honestly, they could say, well, no, I didn't find you nothing this month. And they really could not have been working for us. They could just, you know, put together some crappy reports to say I did X, Y, Z, but you don't know that. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you for, for clarifying that and putting that out there. Now, with a variety of booking agents that is out there, what advice can you give someone on when you're starting to do your research to look for a booking agency? 
what are some of the things that they should start researching and looking for before they, you know, get on the phone? One, start calling, okay, hey, here's my top 10. And once they go to those top 10, how can they weed out to come down to who they select? Well, that's that, that, that that's kind of so simple. The first thing is, um, is the agency affiliated with the Better Business Bureau? If the agency is affiliated with the Better Business Bureau, that means that you are a trusted agency. Um, another thing is look for commission-based agencies, not those who accept payment up front, because, again, it's not necessarily guaranteed. Um, look for agencies that are like you. They they pop up in places where you wouldn't expect, meaning that um, they have a good credibility. Like if I work with the Grammy Awards, oh, I see that you have a flyer there, and that means that you're you're accepted there. So things of that nature. Look for things that they affiliated that were are of a positive nature. Um, not anything that you see negative responses online or in the news feed or anything like like that. But the number one priority is to check and see if that agency is affiliated with the Better Business Bureau. Okay, so if they're not affiliated with the Better Business Bureau, when you're looking for an agent, and if they're not affiliated with it, does that automatically put them in a box of they are not um, credible, and you should. I cannot. Not... I cannot speak that. But if you choose to be be credible, um, you choose to align your, your yourself with credible sources. That's an automatic. It's not anything. Well, I don't. I don't trust them because you know I don't know how how they look. But when you align yourself with something that's credible and trusted, nine times out of ten, that's a very trusted agency to be working with. Because the uh, booking eight, the um, Better Business Bureau also does advertisement on behalf of the business. They stand oh. behind the business that they represent, and that's something that that most people don't don't know. Because that that's another advertisement on their website because they have a um, search engine that that I that I'm in and you can just pull my name up and see hey credible because he's with the Better Business Bureau he got all the decals and all that all, all that stuff on, on his website. Mhm. Okay. That's that's again that's good to know. So these are one of the things like you know I said you know I'm glad that you know I was able to get you on the show because of these reasons, you know, the little things like that that people don't know about and that the BBB has a search engine that's sort of a, um, a marketing tool for you as well. Yes, it is. It is It is a huge marketing tool because the Better Business Bureau is also respected outside of the country as well. So that that's another advertisement for all my clients to be advertised in other countries as well. Oh, okay, okay. So <clears throat> when you're, um, there's a, you know, I guess you could say it's out there in the world that, you know, L.A., California, Atlanta, New York, all of these places, you know, that's where you go if you want to make it or if you want to do anything or, you know, if you want to run with the big dog. What do you say about that? Well, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, right? Um, but I, I 
I will say that the one difference that I have against them or that I work separately is that I treat all of my clientele and as well as the people that I interact with as family. And that's kind of like to, to us key because when you treat people like family, you get respect like family. Uh, my clients are not a number. They're not a category. They're not anything like, like that. When you have been chosen to join the cornbread bread family, you're considered to be that cousin, you know, or that aunt or that or that uncle, and then maybe we can develop, you know, nicknames for, for each other. So, you know, it's kind of like a banking. If I go and send a client to a, 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 a performance, you know, they will in return promote cornbread booking agency. And then with that being, being done, that opens up the door for all of my other clients to get employed for a gigs. Okay. Now, what, what, how, how would you handle, well, no, I wouldn't say how would you handle. If you have clients that say you're working with, you gave them a plan, y'all agreed on a plan, and within that plan, it may include your client going back to do a little bit more work. Now, if they decide, you know, you're giving them these instructions and they decide, okay, well, I'm going to go book my own thing, how does that work with agents? in that relationship of you have to trust process. You have to you and trust that in order to get here, these are some things that you may need to take care of or let's go in these particular uh, places first before we get here. If I understand stand you right, um, Cornbread Booking Agency is a non-exclusive agency, which means that you are allowed to book your own um, your own performances. But the difference between an agency and an individual is our company is backed up with attorneys and con- contracts. So if there's any mistakes made, you're protected. And most um, uh, artists of any genre don't have that don't have that confirmation or don't want to deal with that that stress. So mm-hmm. let it be known that Cornbread Booking Agency is non-exclusive. You are allowed because, again, we as an agency cannot promise you 50 gigs a month. Mm-hmm. But the difference is the protection. Most 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 artists and people don't get an attorney until something has gone wrong. With us, we already have an attorney in case anything goes wrong. And the thing with contracts is is that you must do, once the contract is signed, you must do what the contract specifies. There's no extra. If there's any extra that needs to be added, then we need to go back and redo the contract to add that extra. That way everyone, the, 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 the vendor is protected, my agency is protected, and the artist uh, is, is protected as well. Everything must be done through contracts, and most artists don't take the time to go and do their own individual contract. And that's the difference between an agency, a booking agency, and being non non exclusive. Okay. Um, is there any difference between if someone decided to hire a manager, not really an agent, but just a manager to manage them instead of an agent? What there's absolutely there's absolutely no difference besides the fact their job function. I only book. That means that I'm constantly looking for performances and things of that nature to assist my a client. A manager's job is to 
they can also book as well, but their most prior primarity is to work with the um, the agent directly in regards to their career. Two okay. totally different different things. Um, we just want to stay in the booking realm because that's where our function is. Okay. So based on what you're saying, it would be recommended to have both. Because yes, it would be recommended to have both because it takes pressure off of the artist in terms of their focus should be primarily to just perform, be it speaking or musical performance. You need to have a team of people working together on the sidelines so that we can always constantly keep you in view and take you to the next level. So it's 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 always good. The the job of the performer is to perform what their talent is. And the booking agency can work with their management in regards to booking and making suggestions and, and comments and con- consulting as well. So that's where that team effort comes into play that the manager and exactly. the agency work closely together to lay out all ideas, plans or yes. anything like then yes. you have a with the artist or chef or whoever the client is and say, okay, here's yes. our. Yes. Um, you, you need that. You, you need your own personal village in order to be successful. And that's what most people think that they don't need. But in reality, you, you do. Because the booking agent is always working 24-7. The manager is always working 24-7. And you need to huddle up with your talent in regards to what direction that you need to go into or to see what opportunities that have been provided. Okay. Okay. So that makes, you know, a lot of sense. So, you know, we've got quite a few people hanging out on Facebook Live listening in. And, um, Send us in your questions or comments and let us know what you're thinking because um, there's a mixture of, you know, people out there. And as uh, Chris mentioned earlier, it's not only about an entertainment artist um, that should seek out a agent because, um, you know, whether you're speaking, you're a consultant, poet, um, whatever that is, Booking agent would take that pressure off of you of hanging out on the telephone and doing all the extra work that the agent can do to get you those clients. So those are some of the things that we really need to look at, all of us, um, simply because that could be a way for us to, not, not a way to, but that is a way for us to grow and continue doing uh, what we need to do to be successful. Yes. So let me that- put it to you like I'm sorry. Let me put it to you like this. There's some people they just want to perform, or they just don't have that social skill they needed to book a a, a gig or to book a, a a performance. They just don't have it. Some people just like I. I can't. I get confused. I get discombobulated. I don't like to answer questions. All I want to do is just really sit down uh, and speak with those who have spoken with those people who want to hear my hear me perform or to hear me speak. So that that's a lot of pressure taken off. Okay. So 
so that they can speak with those that are trusted to help them with their career. Okay. So is there anything about an agent, hiring an agent, working with an agent that we have not discussed and that you can put out there just to let people know, here are some things that you may not know about? Hmm. The things that you may not know about that people really don't think about is contracts. Um, the contract in the contract, the contract is detailed in regards to what an artist is supposed to do. I would encourage all those who are getting into the entertainment industry in any form or format to learn about contracts because sometimes you sign a, an artist sign a contract and they don't live up to the contract and the people that were paying them, they don't have to pay them. Because if an artist was to sing two songs, but they ended up singing one, that, yeah. that the contract is broken, and therefore you're not entitled to the payment because you didn't honor your contract. And a lot of people, a lot of artists get backstage and they get upset with something and they go out there and do what they want to do and they leave, and it's like, you just wrote the contract. They can actually sue you to get the money back from me that I have that that I have been holding because you didn't honor what you said. Another thing that uh, artists and people need to know is that, simply put, home training is always in order. You cannot get a big head or or become disrespectful because you're getting some some good kudos out, out there in social media. You always have to be humble because what is given can be taken away. And, 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 and humbleness is a way to have repeat re, repeat performances, performances and, have, and build a good relationship with the person that hired you to perform. Sure. That is absolutely true. So, and, and that goes with anything. So, mm-hmm. anything, you know, being a manager and some of the clients that I've had, you know, I've kind of stated the same thing of, you know, if this Thank you. 
I appreciate it because you didn't have to do it. And I can always think back to remember when I couldn't get that type of privilege. So cornbread, if you decide to work with cornbread or to add cornbread to your to your roster, we are a humble agency. We don't believe in going back and forth, fussing and fighting, or all of that. We believe in approaching every commitment that we engage in in a humble manner. That uh, again, I appreciate that because that's that's important. I mean, that little thing is so important for so many different mm-hmm. reasons, and a lot of people um, forget that. They they forget about being humble. They forget about that, you know, you're working with people that is just like you. So you have to remember that. You have to stay humble. You have to um, understand that everybody has feelings too, but we can't get Mm -hmm. so far in those feelings that we forget the objective and the goal. Yes. That is agreed. That is agreed upon. We want to work with artists that are that we can consider family. That's that's really key key to us. Now we know how family can get, but we want to work with people that's like I wear the cornbread label because I believe that you treat me like family. I believe that you're going to tell me, tell it to me like it is. I believe you're going to discipline me like I should be. And that's vice versa with, with me too. If there's something that I need to know or something that I did that was disrespectable, then let me know so that it, it won't happen again or we can get a better understanding of each other of why, of why things, things go. We operate under a, under a uh, umbrella of, being comfortable for both okay. the agency as well as the the, the the artist. And so communication is something that we stress. I don't want to assume. I can sit there and look and see that it's A, but you may be thinking it's Z. So, but I need that back and forth uh, repertoire in regards to um, conversation and, and, and needs and, and all, all of that as well. Okay, you mentioned being comfortable. Um, being comfortable with the agent, the process, the company is different from being uncomfortable in your road to success. Mm-hmm. I bring that up because um, sometimes people don't like to talk about it or like to hear it, but it's very important for us to stay uncomfortable in that sense of if we're uncomfortable, that's what we're going to continuously put our best foot forward, and we're going to keep digging and digging and doing what we got to do to get better. And exactly. You know, keep growing. And, and here, we're comfortable, we get lazy. Exactly. And seeing how a booking agency deals with money, it is very important that I and that we as a booking agency be in, be in contact and be in uh be in conversation with our artists because we don't want to play with your money. You know through the contract what you're going to get, and you know the the percentage that the agency takes. And so we need to have a repertoire in regards to conversation. I don't play with folks' money. 
I don't play with folks' kids. I don't, I don't, we don't do that. We try to be upfront and an honest agency. If we need to go back and forth with an attorney looking over contracts, we will do that. We will extend that help until you get comfortable and understand because this is a fast-paced industry. You, yeah. you, you think you saw something and you didn't. You think you said something, but it was never spoke. So we try to, that's why it's key to treat because you, you love family. And that's the way that uh, our agency would like to work with our artists in a loving way. Like we gonna tell you like it like it is, and if we don't know, we got we gotta both go and search for some answers, and then come back to the table with the correct answer. So we don't do a lot of um, uh, back and forth arguing. One of my um, um, uh, the degrees, my master's degree, is in conflict and negotiation management. I'm going to use those tools that I learned obtaining that degree in working with all of my, my my artists to where when we get up from the table, everything is done, everything is said, and everyone leaves comfortably. So we we have to respect each other as as um as a booking agent and as as an artist. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely agree with that. So. Um, we've run over, you know, quite a bit on booking agents and what the reason is important and why we all need to get one. Now, one thing that's kind of, it, it's starting to really uh, open up a lot of doors is there are a lot of kid entrepreneurs out there now. And it's so many that's coming up. And of course, mom or dad is managing. And sometimes they're not sure what direction to go. Is anything different when you're dealing with kids versus an adult? Yes. The one thing that in dealing with kids is the parent is very protective. Mm -hmm. And I get that. I don't argue with that. Sometimes it could be a little over overdone because of being protective. And the parent has to get to a point that I'm sharing my child with someone. And because I'm committed to sharing my child with someone, I have to be a little bit open. I cannot be gated. You know, I have to watch what I say. I have to watch how I represent myself. And dealing with an adult, it comes from all angles, especially if you're uneducated in regards to your profession or uneducated in regards to um, never going to, to college. And it's a little bit more, um, it's not a little, a little bit more, it's, a, it's, it's, it's almost sensitive because the adult doesn't know what they're doing. And they have to yield to the fact of, I got to be taught about what I'm doing so that I don't get in trouble, so that I don't get sued, and so I don't do all of that. So it's it's a different concept, but in in both in both senses, each individual have to say I got to give up my my um, gorilla like handhold on this because I want to be successful, and I have to yield to the understanding of what it what a booking agency does and what they can do. That's the difference, but it's really more so hard on kidpreneurs because their, their parents are very protective and I respect that. That's not, not wrong, but you still have to have to learn to um, give, not give up, but release your protective custody a bit so that we can work together and fine tune the direction that you want to go, go in. Okay, what, 
suggestions that you have for parents that is, like you say, that, that gorilla hole, that protective, that mama bear, daddy bear type of um, situation over their kids. And at the same time, with we got all these people out there that's taking advantage of kids and kidnapping, um, mm-hmm, all, mm-hmm. all these things that's happening to kids that you wouldn't you wouldn't think that people would think about doing to kids, but it's it's out there, it's real, and you have those that maybe you know, hey, I can get your kids to do this, 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 but they have that you know. Secondary uh, thing going on that they want to do to your child. So, what suggestions could you give a parent of? I won't say releasing a hole, but easing that hole because of that particular situation. First thing is to always pray about it. That's the very first thing because I believe God would lead anyone to the person that they need to deal with. Um, secondly. Learn about the business of a booking agent and what they do, because uh, that's that's everywhere on, on on the internet. Thirdly, begin to develop a relationship with the booking with with booking agents that you feel that you're comfortable to work with. Uh, the fourth thing is learn to know that I'm going to have to kind of give up this hold that I have because I want my child to be successful. And sometimes the parent, the um, opinion of the other parents can be uh, overbearing. Uh, They have to learn to like that. This is my child. I birthed my child. I raised my child. But now I have somebody else that's working with me with my child. And so I have to be willing to, you know, be open up and to be spontaneous and be willing to listen. Because parents really think, and, and they're not wrong, parents believe that, you know, I'm raising my child the best way I can, but you need assistance in, in regards to getting your child's uh, talent or, um, or or gift shown to the world. So be willing to be able to work with a booking agent. I don't, me personally, I don't want to abduct anybody's kids. I just want to work with them. Let's start working together to where with your kids, if they're older, they get the chance to go to college and pay for it because, you know, they did some performances or they did some speaking engagements, and now that they can afford to take themselves to college and take the burden off of the parent in regards to getting them there. So, I mean, there's a lot of options where things could, could lead, but the first thing is have an open mind, you know, to actually work with an agency that can help assist you. Okay. Okay. Um, do you suggest, you know, say you have a child that's real popular, traveling, um, and just he's in demand or she is in demand. Do you recommend homeschooling or public schooling or you kind of Stay away from that area. I kind of stay away from that area because that is something that is in the um, in the hands of the parents. But on a personal note, your child needs to be as normal as possible. I would suggest going to a public school personally um, because they need to have that normalcy of of growing up as a kid. You know, when I was growing up as a kid. We knew that when the when the street lights came came on, we had to be in the house. So sometimes uh, parents can allow all of the publicity to change how they raise their kids. 
I would prefer a kid to be a normal. Your kid still needs to be disciplined. Uh, you know, if they, they still have, 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 have chores to do, do not let the excitement of their talent and their gift that's being shared by the world overtake how you raise your child. You know, if your kid still ain't cleaning up their room, you still clean your room up. If your kid still needs to watch dishes, they need to go wash those dishes. You know, keep the normalcy there. You know, they're like, oh, I can do all that, yeah, but and when I get at home, my parents still treat me as I'm the I'm the child and they're the parent. That that's a must. That's the the difference between a successful um, childhood to adulthood. And that's just my opinion. Okay, okay, and that's that's a very good one because that makes a lot of sense. And so many parents, you know, they get into the hype of. I want my kids to be, you know, the next Webster or Gary Coleman, you know, put them out there, money, and are the next big child star. And we forget about making them do the chores and whatever, because now the kid is being, you know, kind of bold and want to stick their chest out of, I'm not going to do this, slamming doors, locking doors, you know, all that type of stuff. And they allow it because, oh, okay, well, I need to be nice, so they can continue to do this or do that. And you have to stay a parent, regardless of what they're doing, because if it gets to the point where you want to slam doors, okay, we're going to shut all this down. Exactly. And they, and they need that reckoning that, oh, you know, I'm big out there when it comes to media, but at home, my parents still treat me like like it was when, you know, just like things are. And you need that normalcy. That's the grounding. That's the foundation. That keeps your kid out of a um, uh, rehab. Pretty much because yeah. they have that sol- they have that solid foundation. If grandma's still still around, then grandma needs to be be, be involved because they remember them days are old, and those things are are grounding, you know. So your child does not get a big head. It's just like, oh, I can do that, but I still gotta. I have my homework to do, and, and we still have to rake those leaves in the fall time. Yes, you need all of that. So then that way you can grow into the adult that you need to be. That's sensible. And grounding. Okay. Well, thank you so much, uh, Christopher, for having this conversation with me and opening up the doors on a lot of things that um, people did not know about and even some things that I was not aware of. So thank you again for that. My pleasure. My pleasure. Let everyone know how they can reach you, get in touch with you, uh, if they have any questions or may even be interested in hiring you as an agent. Yes, you can go to my uh, website, cornbreadbookingagency.com, and there's a phone number there that you can call me, or you can uh, reach out to me on my email account, which is booking at cornbreadbookingagency.com. The same person you met here in this interview is the same person you want to meet online and in email. Okay, what about social media? Social media. You can also go to um, uh, Facebook as well as Twitter. Okay, and it's Cornbread Booking Agent? Yes, it's Cornbread Booking Agency on both um, corn, on, on both Facebook as well as to, to Twitter. On Twitter, I'm sorry, it's I am corn, Cornbread. Okay. All right, so be sure to following uh, Christopher Williams at I am Cornbread on Twitter and then Cornbread Booking Agency on uh, Instagram. Facebook. And- Oh, no, Cornbread Booking Agency on Facebook. I haven't reached over to Instagram as of yet, working on that. 
Okay, so on Facebook, Cornbread Booking Agency, and uh, get in touch with him. Let him know, you know, all of you that have these kids, these talented kids, or you have something going on yourself, contact him, hire him, listen to what he says, and um, you'll just be on the road to success of getting booked for uh, a variety of different gigs, whether it's speaking, entertainment, media, whatever the case may be. So we need an agent. That's what we need to do. So call him, get in touch with him. Thanks again, uh, Christopher. And uh, Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So we are ending the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Again, join us on Twitter and Instagram at SavvyMagBiz. Uh, we're on there. Then every Saturday we are here interviewing a guest that has all the answers to all your questions and concerns. So we keep it business and keep it savvy. We are out. Have a good weekend.